Previously on Dice Paper Roll. Strange lights in the mirror had them perplexed. They scratched at their heads. What should they do next? Brackeye noticed the lights were like faces of the moon. He said, I think it's my birthday. So they sung him a tune. With magic and light, the mystery was solved. With a water-like ripple, the mirror dissolved. Then down a dark tunnel, towards unknown fears, the party did trek as they guessed Brackeye's years. With his new coin to thank, the rogue was down on luck. He triggered a death trap, but escaped being struck. They found a hidden chamber with an endless starry sky. What magic was this that allowed them to scry? And there they did witness, through the lens of the spell, the catastrophic moment when Greymead's walls fell. The horde flooded in, friends fought for their lives, but with odds stacked against them, would anyone survive? Witnessing their city and friends overwhelmed, what else could they do but peek into other realms? Seeing hellish visions that filled them with fear, they also saw loved ones they'd not seen in years. The voyeuristic journey came to an end. It was time to move on. They had a city to defend. To cross the treacherous path, snatch suggested rope. Too late, they'd already leapt. Would they make it? Nope. Dice Paper Roll is brought to you by our proud Patreon members. Thank you for your support. Jack has a little list and he wants to read it out. Uh, we just wanted to thank uh, these amazing patrons. Um, Blade Douglas, Mika Wallace, Casper Morris, Matthew Undead Band, Trevor Goodchild, Liam Sterner, Ryan Lewis, Daniel King, Irene Kuchi, Danny Carroll, Leafburner, Trent Denham Lee. Mysterious. Alex Boke, thank you all. We um, we couldn't do this podcast. Uh, we'd be losing money on it otherwise. So thanks to those people. Um, if you're unable to contribute to the podcast financially, we'd appreciate uh, sharing the podcast via uh, hashtag Dice Paper Roll or at Dice Paper Roll on Twitter or f- Facebook or um, Instagram and we'll track you down and... Uh, kill your parents. Kill your parents. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, hopefully not, but, you know, we can't make promises. Um, but we will be writing those names down and hopefully... Uh, and your parents too. And your parents as well. Um, we'll hopefully be putting those in as NPCs as they come up. So thank you again. Cheers. This is episode number 44 um, of Dice Paper Roll, and we are here in the pod cave. My name is Emil, and I play Brackeye, the Goliath Barbarian, who's like a big stone dude, but you've probably figured that out by now. Um, I'm Jack, and I'm playing Ariki's Song, a tiefling bard. My name's Ben, I play Snatch. He's a halfling rogue. 
My name's Greg. I'm playing Alan, Aaron, Aeon, an ASMR Sorcerer of Hell. And I'm Dan. I play Thandor, the human fighter and cleric of Tempest. But uh, for the last few episodes and for today, I am the Dungeon Master. So let's uh, let's jump straight into it. I uh, have I have an important announcement. We won't jump straight into it. We, <laughs> the, Jack has a the rim of my beer smells like fairy floss. Yeah, it's we, that is that's bizarre. Really interesting. Yeah, anyway, fairy floss. It, I told you it was important. Anyway, I have something to acknowledge as well. Yeah, right. We're all sitting in different seats, and you know. I know that intro I was really the, I thought you were going to say the rim of my ass smells like <laughs> I wish I had. <laughs> oh, it's so weird. <laughs> yeah. Shuffled it around. We've all, we've all done a bit of a tip. Matt had his tea party and uh, changed places. Yeah. Feels a bit strange. Yeah, it's a little weird. Not, not this close. Not this used to sitting close to Greg. Yeah, I'm not this used to having a whole side of the table to myself. It's I'm really expensive. not used to having Danny in my lap. But mm. yeah, that's that was but a weird choice. Now. I mean, it's it's warm, mm. definitely warm. And with that, all right, let's get into the game. So you are running across these stone platforms. You're in the same room as before, the, the large expanse around you that seems to show the, the night sky going off into infinity. And the dark clouds uh, swirl beneath you as lightning cracks. And as you run across the stones, Arikis and Snatch, you take the lead quickly as you are the more lithe and uh, dexterous of uh, the group. Skilled, um, yep. Skilled. Uh, um, and uh, Thandor runs relatively close behind the two of you, and Brackeye and Aelan, you are bringing up the rear of the group. And as you run across these uh, stones, uh, you feel pieces of the stone start to shift and give way under your feet. And Brackeye and Aeland, you being at the, the back of the group, you're the first ones to notice this. So you can see ahead of you that the, uh, Ariki's Snatch and Thandor running and chips of the stone breaking away from these uh, stepping stones floating in space. Oh shit, 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 run, oh shit. Run. What are we doing, Leap! <laughs> so, the, <laughs> um, yeah, the, the, the stones start to, to give way, and uh, your name is Snatch, and uh, <laughs> Rikis um, had a mental blank. Uh, you are able to make it to the other side safely, and there's a large double door in front of you. You're on, like, a, a platform there that's not the same as these uh, stones, and... Thandor starts rushing behind you and just as he's leaping to the last stepping stone before the platform that you stand on, he trips and slams into the, the final stepping stone and it starts to break away and crumble from the weight of uh, his plate armor and just the impact of him slamming into it. And he scrambles up the edges of this stone uh platform that uh, starts to break away and he clambers up and he makes one last desperate leap onto the platform where the two of you stand and only his top half is on, his legs dangle and he's just made it to the edge as 
Brackeye and Alan, you see it fucking crumble away. Ah! Look out! We got a little help here. Grab my hand, Alan. We'll go down together. Like Thelma and Louise. <laughs> <laughs> um, awesome. Uh, Snatch and Arikis, you see Thandor right before you and the stone crumbling away as... Brackeye and Alan are leaping through the air. It's a large gap between you and them, so what and do you want to do? They're behind us? Yes. Yeah, and Thandor's in front of us. Yeah, so Th- Thandor's on the same on area th- that, that you are. He's hanging, dangling off the edge. They're just reaching the last stepping stone before getting to where you are. Uh, sorry, Brackeye and Alan are on the last one. A little help. Um, uh, I cast uh, in, a, in a quick strum of fingers I flick a chord out of my fucking loot <laughs> and uh and and I say you will not fall quite so fast and um it but it's more lyrical and musical and um and auto tune right Emil oh yeah yeah thank you um lots of auto tune <laughs> I need it <laughs> and I cast uh feather fall Great. It's like a dome of sonic waves erupts out from you as the centralised point Mm. and uh, kind of like domes out and then as it goes off the edge, it then becomes like this big kind of sphere of resonance and the air kind of uh, vibrates. And everyone, everyone is enveloped in these sonic waves. And feathers grow from their skin. (laughs) What lovely flute <laughs> <laughs> Great. Uh, so, uh, Brackeye and Alan are leaping through the air hand in hand uh, as the hairs on your arms, uh, 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 the hair all over your body starts to uh, elongate and grow into uh, feathers. Uh, and so now, I guess, you kind of have wings for arms? Um, <laughs> nah, just feathers. <laughs> just... Just feathers. You're, you're not. You're not a flying bird. No. Uh, you're a, a kiwi or a, an emu. Look it up. Um, <laughs> and uh, the same for Thandor and uh, Snatch. All the hairs on your body start to grow and become feathers. The that's much better. Since it, since you look since it's like a kiwi, do you all have kiwi accents now? Oh, new! No, I'm yeah. falling, bro. Snatch freaks out, bro. Oh, Thandor! Sh- Thandor! Oh, no. I don't really, I don't, I don't really know how to do that in the accent. accent, bro. As you figure it out, Snatch tries to pull you up onto the platform. Awesome. Roll a strength check. Oh, uh, that's what I'm good at. So, yeah, so Alan and Brackeye, you're, you kind of, instead of just falling uh, straight down, your momentum and from the feather fall of your leap has kind of allowed you to sort of glide a bit closer towards the actual final platform section. Flap your flap your arms, Brackeye! Oh, it's like one of those sugar glider things. Oh, just going to catch the updraft. Oh, that's it. Oh, if only I had some sort of flying mechanism that would make this easier. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, great, so you, hand in hand, you both start flapping your arms and you kind of start doing like the pop and lock kind of uh, <laughs> wavy arms together to try and keep yourselves afloat, but you are still falling. You are, uh, you're not going to make the actual 
distance, you, it looks like you're going to slam straight into the wall right beside where uh, Thandor is. Snatch, what did you roll for your strength check? 18. 18. Oh, awesome. You are uh, uh, minus... Feathers give you muscles. Minus four. Ah, uh, <laughs> 14. You got me. Good, good 14. Yeah. Uh, awesome. It's still enough. You uh, you you grip onto uh, Thandor's arm, and he's like, "Snatch, snatch! Help me out, man! Help me out, man!" Yo, you gotta help yourself out. It's gotta happen. I, I try to pull his arm, and then I kind of grab him by the beard as well. Uh, <laughs> no, you motherfucker! Ah, 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 but no, keep doing it. Keep doing it. Ugh. All right, if you say so. Uh, you dig your feet into the into the ground, and you're feet start to shift and slide a little bit towards the the edge but you grip in and pulling on Thandor's Brackeye uh, reaches beard. out and grabs Thandor's ankle <laughs> and Aelad hugs around uh, Brackeye's waist there goes your beard <laughs> yeah <laughs> no, 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 you're just gonna have you're gonna have mutton chops now <laughs> Um, I'm just left standing there with a red beard in my hand. Yeah. Yeah. Um, great. And that's why you cast it on everyone. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, you lose grip now with the additional um, weight of Brackeye and Aelan clinging to, to Thandor. You rip his beard straight from his chin. And he goes, oh, no, the, that was where my Tempest power was. Oh, maybe, no, it's in me. That's fine. But still, ow, fuck. Um, Piss blood, right? Yeah. Um, no. <laughs> no? Ripping a beard out. It hurts. It fucking hurts. It would hurt. And it would bleed. I don't know if you'd piss blood, though. Yeah. It'd definitely be. There'd definitely there'd be definite spotting. Oh yes. I'm just thinking yeah. about when you cut yourself when you're shaving, like. Yeah. If Maybe you, you suddenly had right. every hair on your face pulled out, there would be blood. It would probably <laughs> take skin off as well. Yeah. Right? I don't know, though. I'm, I'm, but it, I'm kind on. of thinking of it more of like when you rip a bandaid off and it's, it's like, like a well, to your hair. Well, hang on. all of it. I know how we can find out. I'm gonna look at the patch of facial hair <laughs> in my hand. Uh, it has the deep roots and they are covered in blood. Oh. He, uh, Thandor has a bloody chin and he fucked up on his strength check uh, to hold the weight of you. And so now he is also falling. Falling slowly, but yeah. Arikis uh, reaches out her loot and like reaches it out to Thandor. Play this! And um, extending her reach and hopefully Thandor can grab on. Great. So yeah, so uh, Thandor thinks that you're reaching out a hand to um, for him to grasp onto, but instead you hand out your loot to him. And as he slowly falls, his fingers pluck against several different strings and starts playing uh, like a kind of rolling, I don't know, rhythm section. He looks deep into himself and calls upon Tempest to help him out in this moment. He's going to multi-class into Bard now, I think. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, his fingers pluck along uh, the, the strings of your loot and the energy is cast out and it casts fly on himself. And so as he is slowly falling with the weight of uh, Aelan and Brackeye dragging him down, suddenly he stops and you hold your grip Onto, onto his legs and, uh, Brackeye you hold the grip on uh, Thandor's legs and you Aelan you uh, 
like a small bear cub grip around uh, <laughs> uh, Brackeye's uh, legs, and the three of you stop in the middle um, of your flight with bird feathers around you. The weight, the weight of Alan <laughs> is like around Brackeye's middle, and he he hooks his fingers kind of into Brackeye's loincloth, and with him writhing around and struggling, although he's falling slowly, the loincloth comes down. Oh. Slips. Um, just slowly, slowly, inch by oh, inch, it goes down oh, a little bit further. No. Uh, I cover I my it, eyes with Thandor's facial hair. I, I think Great. I lost a few pounds. You're about to meet Rocky. Uh, so, <laughs> oh, oh, um, the adventures of Rocky and Moonblade. <laughs> it's my pet rock I keep in my uh, in, in my loincloth. What do you mean? Ah. Oh. Uh, so now, <laughs> Th- Thandor, with the power of uh, your your fly spell from the loot uh he he starts to uh rise up and it, it, in a sudden jerky movement he uh propels himself upwards and the loincloth uh slips and drops down to your ankles and so now Brackeye, you grip around uh thandor's legs as now alan is clinging onto your loincloth that dangles precariously between your ankles um and the three of you rise up uh, with uh, small feathers that float easily on the breeze. They start to slowly fall down as you rise up in full glory in front of... Uh, <laughs> I'll splay my legs as well so the loincloth doesn't fall off, Thank Alan. you, yes. <laughs> uh, oh, oh, that is really not a good view from down here. And as I float under... Oh, it's all right. As I float under Brackeye, there, strangely, a small breeze rustles the, tied, <laughs> the short cape tied around my waist. There's a lot of dong about. <laughs> we rotate like a. What do you call? It? It's, like, it's like the it's like the roof of the Sistine Chapel. It's yeah, just a mobile. You know. The yeah. Oh yeah, the baby bed. Yeah. Above a baby. But you would not put this above a baby bed. <laughs> no, not at all. No, rotisserie's right. <laughs> That's the worst <laughs> mobile ever. Rotisserie's right. It's rotating meat. I guess. Oh. So. <laughs> More like a euros goes up and down. <laughs> Anyways, all right. uh, so. Uh, Thandor uh, rises up high enough that uh, Alan, you are able to touch back down to the ground, and then uh, Brackeye collapses down on top of you, and then <laughs> and then uh, Ariki's, you play a single note, which then stops the fly spell, and Thandor falls, and now you're all in a big heavy mess. Snatch. Sorry, just uh, is there? Do I still have to jump? Uh, do a Ricky and I still have to jump onto a final? No, you're oh, you're, okay. you're on the final All section. Right. Okay. So yeah, so there there had been a couple of stepping stones. The last couple of stepping cool. stones had crumbled away, <laughs> and now you're on this last platform in front of two enormous double doors. Those are oh two enormous double doors. That is an enormous door. Get off me, Brackeye. Mm. Okay. Right. Shh. Not too quickly. So I guess uh, just jumping over a thing is uh, our biggest challenge yet. So shall we move on, gentle people? Yeah, and just, you know, I, I mean, that was fun. And I, I'm really glad I got to see you from that angle, Brackeye. But next time I suggest using a rope. Uh, yeah, uh, maybe I want to listen. Yeah, you know, I, uh, I'm willing to pay that. So that's, yeah. <laughs> the rope was probably a good idea. Uh, Sandor, you want this back? I hold him out, he's patch of facial Ugh. hair and just kind of hold it up and like prod <laughs> his chin with it. <laughs> Man, fucking turn it into a rope, mate. It's fine, whatever. I don't care. Plat it, do whatever you want. 
Oh, yeah. My face. Good my, idea. Brack, I start plaiting it. My beautiful face. Brackeye hitches up his loincloth and does up his uh, belt of dwarven kind. All right. Elan leaves his cloak hitched up a little bit. You don't have a cloak. Ariki's oh, I do. Wrapped around my waist. Yeah, the one that's like like a the towel. ripped off short. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ariki's pushes on the door. You push against the the heavy the heavy doors um and you see across the surface of the doors is like uh carvings of the whole solar system uh with large bands of bronze that crisscross uh the doors and uh in in the center of the door is once again that's that now familiar symbol of the the circular orb split down the middle one side white marble the other side black onyx and you push against the door and uh seeing how large they are you expect a lot of resistance and you and they open easily and silently and you see this large circular room and the ceiling has is domed and it has that same kind of scry spell so there is the clouds that uh uh spark with lightning and inlaid into this uh ceiling or into this spell are large bands of bronze uh that it looks like the inside of like an enormous old school globe you know, like the whole kind of like bands of bronze mm, that steampunk. just kind of yeah, the steampunky kind of world globe. Uh, but you're on the inside of it, and in the center of this room, inlaid with this intricate bronze, is a pool of silvery liquid that shimmers, but it's quite still at the moment. Only slightly ripples through it. <laughs> How primitive are these people? They thought the Earth was. Round. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Idiots. Oh, morons. Imagine being one of those people. Uh, I don't know. Everyone knows it's a disc. Right. Like, Come on. Floating on. Oh, no. no. I, uh, my people think it's a cube. <laughs> Dumb asses. <laughs> Are we, does the floor go down as well? Like, is it a full circular thing or is the floor flat? No, so, yeah. Spherical. So the, the floor is flat. And it's a domed uh, ceiling above you where the the pool in the center is. It's like, it's slightly raised off the ground with this uh, bronze filigree. And, uh, but it, it's still quite close to the, to the ground. But it, there's no kind of like shallow dip or anything like that in there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, someone's been here quite recently. What, uh, makes, what makes you say that? Well, all the bronze is nice and shiny. It's been polished. Hmm. Mm. Looks good. Burn Doesn't it, it go green? Goes green. Aye. Yeah. Uh, no, that's copper. Oh right. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> Scrap that. <laughs> although uh, you like all of the the bronze and everything glimmers um, and uh, reflects the the little bits of light that are around. There doesn't seem to be any inhabitants or anything. You have just. Uh, you know, you've gone through a lost path that doesn't seem to have been traversed possibly in a thousand years. But yet, for whatever reason, it's still 
uh, fresh and clean. Must be some kind of spell to remove the oxidization from the from the metals. <laughs> yes, I feel the power of this place also, Arikis. What do you think? <laughs> it- <laughs> yeah, you get the sense that it's not been occupied for time immemorial, but yet it's still so sparkly and clean. Mm. What do you think it is? Bam. Easy off. Great. As as you uh, start to ponder the questions of how long this room has been uh, occupied for and the condition of the bronze and the debate of whether it's copper or bronze, uh, you... uh, (laughs) And how much easy bam, (laughs) easy off bam it would take to actually clean it. Gallons. look, Look, a Roomba. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Arikis You Pause And the sound of everyone else Talking And the uh, Roomba And the Roomba Dulls down And Fade in your hearing And You Stare at The centralised Silver pool And You feel compelled To move towards it I'm just gonna move over there. Yeah, that's all right. I'd prefer you do go over there if you're gonna, you know, let one rip. Yeah. <laughs> the other way you know that it's bronze is that uh, when you tap it, it sounds like this, as opposed to copper, which sounds more like this. Yeah. Oh, I never knew that. I never noticed yeah, yeah, that. Yeah. By the way, you're very good at making metal sounds with your mouth. Well, I've. Uh, that's you got to kill the time somehow in the Goliath community. It's the gems in your teeth. Yeah, we have lots of ways of saying things. Mm. <laughs> and Arikis, uh, so you slowly uh, walk towards the centralized pool, but purposefully, you feel it calling to you and you start to feel the the first two notes of the song rise within you and then the next notes that you discovered when looking at the reliefs in the temple room and you look down and you see the plectrum in your hand and you start to play the song And as you start to strum, the silver in the the well starts to stir and uh, spiral like a vortex. But it... I wonder if that's the toilet. Ooh, flushing. You know, if we were on the other side of the world, it would go the other way. Oh. Yeah. The other side of the the flat world. Mm. Yeah, we'd be upside down. That's (laughs) That's right. That's right. We'd go the other way. It's a cube. (laughs) (laughs) uh, and then the 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 silvery uh the silver liquid uh starts it starts to recede down and then it uh starts to push back up um and starts to rise up like a uh what is it it's not a tornado vortex whirlpool no like what is it when it's a like a a water tornado kind of thing Uh, hurricane hurricanes typhoon Vortex. A vortex. A, pim- a <laughs> pimple. It doesn't Pim's matter. Cup. It doesn't matter. It starts. So rather than receding down, in, <laughs> instead of receding down deeper into the well, it 
first off starts to do that, but then it starts to rise up like in a, a column, like a geyser. Good enough. Uh, like a, a a column, it starts to spiral up, and the the song starts to resonate more and more uh, within yourself and in the room around you. And it's the sound of your chords are, are bouncing off the bronze work in the room as your eyes go white. That's the other way you know it's bronze. Copper would never reverb like that. Great sound. The rest of you, so Thandor, Snatch, Brackeye, and Alan, you, continuing your debate about what the material is, uh, you notice Ariki's just kind of vague out and just start to walk towards the central of the room and start playing her song. And she is in this trance state. Um, And you, continuing your inspection of whether this is bronze or copper, you notice that in these bands that uh, stripe across this dome, you can see etchings within them. And there are carvings that have the phases of the moon carved into it. Across different bands are what seem to be different planets or discs. Uh, it's a cube. <laughs> and and on another band you see uh, cubes. Uh, <laughs> and the, there's... Uh, it's an inclusive universe. <laughs> <laughs> another one has ears of corn. <laughs> the, the band that has the, the phases of the moon it intersects with another band that has the phases of the moon, but they are blacked out. And they kind of reach this point above the spiraling uh, silver pool. And as Ariki's plays, the, the bronze bands start to shift and move and start to edge closer and closer towards one another and the bands start to uh, spin around like a gyroscope around the room does bronze do that brack eye yeah copper copper doesn't it's much heavier that'd be that'd take that much lube you would not believe it well there must be some lube that's probably why it's shiny right no doubt some lube absolutely but um (laughs) bronze has got a much better chance of doing that than copper I'm learning a lot about metallurgy today. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, And you can see also in these carvings, you can see it's it's telling a story. Uh, Could the three of you please roll an intelligence check? Presumably not Ariki's. No, Ariki's is still within her trance. Yeah. Now, can I ask a question? Do I take a minus four to how smart I am as well? You sure do, buddy. Tamora. You can thank Bashaba. Twelve for Alan. Twelve? Brackeye's knowledge of metallurgy is quite good, but his intelligence at the moment is only a four. (laughs) (laughs) Too focused on the metallurgy. The good old, uh, what's her name? Bashaba. Yeah, Bashaba. 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 Yeah, with her on my side. Nine. Nine. Uh, so you snatch. You can feel the. You can. You can see the the story, but it's just. You're waiting for something like it's. It's stuck in the back of your head, and you feel like you remember it from the folio or something, but you just can't quite put your finger on it, and you're kind of lost in that kind of thought of like, what? Ah, fuck. It's right there, and. Bracker, you're way too caught up in whether it's copper or bronze. You're just like, oh, lots of lube. 
Um, <laughs> and Alan staring at it, you can actually see that it's telling a story of the solar system and of time and space. And you rely back on the the kind of thoughts and lessons from when you were training in the Temple of Helm to kind of... Oh, and, you, and you've got the big old book of mysteries and all this kind of information starts to sort of slot together and now in this moment you can kind of see that it's telling the story that every thousand years a huge calamity arises and that with the beginning of Ariki playing the song it has now set this in motion. Of course. It all makes sense. Arikis, you're fucking it up! <laughs> it's a cube. Arikis, you uh, don't hear Alan call out to you. Instead, your eyes open and you stand on a wooden platform in a stilted city. Ah. And rope bridges crisscross between these like small uh, kind of wooden buildings and cabins that are all raised up off the ground on these huge sort of like redwood style tree trunks and you are above the landscape and you look down below you as the sun shines and a crystal clear blue lake home as the waves gently crest against the wood you you feel yourself uh, remembering. I mean, you recognize this place. I'm home. You recognize it to be Sossel. But not the Sossel that you know. This is bursting with uh, life and vibrance. And you can see across from you on another platform at one of these buildings you see a, a person in white robes uh, carrying a bundle placing it down at the front door of this building and then the person in the white robes walks away and vanishes from sight and as the the door opens a person comes and and sees the bundle and, and with a look of shock realizes what lies on its front door and you cross this rope bridge to the other platform and you peer inside their window and you see the person who came to the door is cradling the child as it cries and they are trying to comfort it and then you find yourself back on the original platform the sun and the moons shoot across the sky it arc across the the night sky and it goes from day to to night the two orbs flying through the air as the sun rises and sets and it continues in rapid fashion and it builds in speed and then you are once again on that same wooden platform high above but now it is the landscape that you recognize from your home it is now a frozen wasteland the the lake has frozen solid and snow covers everything it covers all the the wooden buildings and the rope bridges they all have this thin layer of snow that clings to it and 
you find yourself following um, paths from a past life and from your own memories um, of growing up in Sossel. And you arrive at another cabin and warm light illuminates the windows um, as you peer into the room and you see a tiefling with, with dark purple skin and white hair playing a tuba and, and those first notes of the song are played by a tuba <laughs> um, and then your vision flashes and you are um, you are that tiefling playing the tuba, playing the song. And then your vision flashes again and there's now a small tiefling in front of you, one with uh, reddish uh, skin and green hair um, playing the same notes on a violin. And then your vision flashes again and you are now the red tiefling playing the violin and before you is another uh, small tiefling uh, with pinkish skin and black hair playing a harp and it continues on you flash between all these different tieflings these uh, your ancestors until it it comes to the point where you now sit at a fire and in front of you is the whole village congregated before you beside you are other children they the the city of Sossel has a mixture of uh, humans and tieflings and elves. It's it's not just a tiefling village. Mm. I should have. Yeah. No, no, it's it's good, that. good to mention. Um, <laughs> and uh, so there are all these other children that sit amongst you, and a roaring fire in front of you, as the, the elder comes and stands before the village. As Brackeye, Aelan, and Snatch, you watch as Ariki, she she continues to play her song, and in these different moments, there is a burst of resonance, and the gyroscope of this globe spins around you, and it grows in intensity and in speed. Uh, as Ariki plays the song, Aelan runs forward and grabs her by both shoulders, shaking her, trying to wake her up. What are you doing? Can't you see? Uh, roll for me a... D20? Shaking Ariki's Yeah, roll a check. D20. I'm not even sure 19. what Okay, well... Wow, you shake good. her like a British nanny. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you shake a British nanny? I'm just really sick of Mary Poppins. Yeah, me too. Uh, you <laughs> and Super Nanny. Him, Chimney Root. That's the one I was thinking of. You you rush towards Ariki's, yelling at her to stop, and the sound waves of her lute continue to um, increase in intensity, and you find yourself like having to try and burrow your way through this sonic wave that's trying to push you back and you slowly grasp through the 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 thick air and your fingers grasp onto a Riki's and a Riki's in 
front of you, the elder says, We are gathered above the old grey one to hear the songs of these younglings and bask in this year's song melt. I call upon each youngling in the hope that the old grey one bring each of us his bounty and perhaps the new dawn. Young Damakos, come forth. And one of the uh, children who has a little bongo drum uh, steps forward and presents his song, which is like a spoken word uh, style song. (laughs) Snow! Snow falls all around me and all on the lake and the old grey one says it's not a mistake. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. did a good job. That's yeah. my son. His name's Miles. <laughs> did I pass? Did I pass? Um, the the elder turns to the, the mother of young Damakos. He turns to Damakos and says to her, yes, your child's name is Miles. And in this moment is these young children gaining their name, learning their name and where their place in the world is. So... Oh, I don't know what to say. It just came out of me. <laughs> he's Miles, so I don't really know what that means. So... It means he has to run... Uh, I don't know it's what about, a mile uh, It's is. about 7.7... 7 I, I want my name. 1.4 of a kilometre. I don't know. I only know feet. And yeah. One, okay. 1.24 kilometre. I don't so, know. Yeah, sure. Well, <laughs> yeah. I guess I'm going to find out. I'm Furlong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so each each child steps up and each with their own instrument gaining into uh, creating this chorus. Um, my name shall be League. <laughs> and I fathom. Young League, please present your song. And so Young League steps up and uh, has... Uh, harmonica <laughs> and, um, presents his song to the uh, to the city of Sossel. I'm standing on lake. I'm got a little bit of a shake. I know I've got to stay warm. Otherwise, I'll never be second born. <laughs> Amazing. And uh, so uh, the elder puts a hand on uh, Young League's shoulder and says, uh, (laughs) What his name is now? Yeah, uh, welcome, Bobby, to the clan. Um, and so uh, eventually more children come forward and then the elder turns to Ariki's, to your parents. In this society, each of the children take young 
insert parent's name yeah, here. Yeah. So I was going to ask you, what's the name of your parent? And you take your time with it. Um, Whatever you want. I just can't stop thinking about pretzel. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> why not? Okay. Um, the elder looks at um, your mother, father. Mm-hmm. Oh, mother. Mother. Uh, looks at your mother, Pretzel, and then turns to you and says, Young Pretzel, play your song. Um, okay. Uh, that's my younger voice. Um, I've been working on this quite a long time. Um, could you please roll a perform check? Yes. I love that that happened. Oh, 20. They do say hindsight's 2020. Oh. Hey. Hey, um, oh, 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 you're beautiful, Jack. Fucking hell. Um, I'm oh. a bit emotional. Yeah. Arikis, you stand before your whole village and, and, and they sit patiently waiting for you to begin. And you bring out your loot and you begin to play the tune that you have practiced over and over for this day's song melt. And you get towards the end of the thing that you've just been doing. And in the last moments of it, you, your eyes once more go white. And the first two chords of your song and with a sudden brilliance the white light fills your eyes and the sun crests over the lake illuminating the sky in these beautiful golden uh, and violet and reds and orange and the the sky is an oil painting and you come to <gasps> am I coming to in the past or the future uh, so, sorry you're, you're sorry yeah you come to as your child self in front of the village and they sit in stunned silence. Uh, what? What happened? Oh, oh, oh my goodness! Oh, 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 People are weeping at the beautiful notes that just came out of your tune at 
at the last moment before everyone was like, oh yeah, I've kind of heard that song before. And then <laughs> uh, just like, oh my God, uh, just the, the, the village erupts around you. Um, and the elder places a hand on your shoulder and looks into your eyes and says, you are Ariki's song. You must find your true song. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, does it, do you know what it starts with? Like, is it a B or an A? Like, it's just anything might help. It starts with you, child. Okay. Um, and Ariki's, um, just walks away and, like, goes and hugs her mother. Pretzel. Pretzel. <laughs> um, <laughs> goes and hugs a pretzel. Goes, goes and hugs her, her, her mother, Pretzel, rather overwhelmed by the situation. And, um, you know, like, a kid who's just had to perform in front of other people and your your mother tears streaming down her face is bawling her eyes out she heard those notes mm. and they resonated in her just as they resonated deep within you um without even you really knowing them because you kind of tranced out in that moment mm. but she heard it and she recognized it she said one day you will journey far and you will find your song and you will stop the sky shatter. As Brackei, Snatch, Alan, and Thandor, the room around you spins. Bluish energy uh, erupts from Ariki's and Aelan, you are blasted back from her. You had just grasped her wrist and then a thrust back. As ah! Snatch hides behind Brackeye and buries his face in his <laughs> buttocks. <laughs> <laughs> Without even thinking about it. Uh, <laughs> Go to your safe space. <laughs> as, it is warm. <laughs> as the the light around Ariki's uh, the, the sound waves and the energy resonates and spirals and so it's the silver liquid shoots up fully in this torrent this column of silver like reflective liquid like mercury mercury or chrome this or silver like I said <laughs> um, and um the, the bluish energy uh, starts to form another circle around where you are and where the, the, the liquid pool is. And at that moment, could Snatch, Brackeye, and Alan please roll a perception check? <laughs> 15 for Brackeye. 10 for Alan. Uh, sorry, perception. 22. 
So minus 20, four. No, 26 minus 4, 22. Okay, we'll go, go with that. Okay, just say what the full number is. And oh, then so I you get can to, have satisfaction. I can tell you that it's minus 4. 26. Minus 4. 22. <laughs> um, I suppose I have got my face buried in... Yeah. A rather rocky Blue place. Room. It really does smell like fairy floss. <laughs> 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 what have you been doing with the beer bottles? Don't ask. Um, uh, so, Alan, you are uh, thrust back um, from the energy of Ariki's, um, and you slide along the ground. Fortunately, you have that little bit of cloak, so then it's not like... Ooh, but it's a little bit of that anyways. Of <laughs> and uh, Brackeye, suddenly you have a face in your ass, so you get a little bit distracted, and you look down, and you push Snatch away, as um, and Snatch as you kind of reel from the smell. Um... <laughs> Yeah, Brackeye's feeling like unusually kind of on edge and a bit haunted by the, the the music's really got inside his head and the spinning has kind of bugged him out a bit as the music played by Ariki fills and swims around his head. He's entranced by the slowly spinning globe and the rings that shimmer as they orbit and spin in different directions. His eyes are focusing on lots of different parts as it moves around, but then drawn constantly to the ring that has the phases of the moon on it. As his teeth grit and his hair stands on end, electricity sparkles and cracks, lighting up like the static. And then, just for a moment, you see a flash across his face and his features resemble that of a wolf. Just at that moment, Snatch nestles in around his butt cheeks. Brecker looks down and is filled with the urge all of a sudden to bite. He shakes it off and reels. And then just as quickly as it flashed across his face, it's gone. Yeah, he shoves Snatch away. <laughs> yeah. Shakes his head a bit. You you can feel all the lichen on your your body start to like rise up like the hair is standing on the your arm and you get goosebumps across your skin listening to this um, song and the energy the the whole room now feels like it's Goliath's called a moose bumps <laughs> moose bumps just so you know yeah great your your skin gets moose bumps and the the whole room uh, has is thick uh, with this like electricity and this charge in the air and it is unsettling and you feel on edge the, you're not quite certain why as Snatch you uh, thrust away from Brackeye's asshole <laughs> as in he thrusts away or is thrust away because they're two different things yeah well thrust thrust away you're thrust uh, away um, from, from it and you hit the the ground on your stomach and then you look up back in the direction of where Ariki's is mm -hmm. and across the room you see and amongst all the blue sort of energy of this magic you see a bright spark of orange light that starts to tear open in the space and starts to grow wider and wider. Do I recognize it? You recognize as a portal. You've seen these portals before. Uh, guys? And that's where we'll end the game. And that is another episode of Dice Paper Roll. Episode number 44. Join us next week for a fresh new episode 
where we find out a little bit more. DPR out! 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 out. <laughs> <laughs>